the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. They passed the bill from the time I did the tease to now. Pass the bill. And it's going to increase the spending. $28 billion. And these low-life, wretched frauds, these backstabbing rats calling themselves Republicans, will come out and tell you how they save money. Right? What's his name? Speaker trivia question? Because your real name is irrelevant, you failure. You feckless fraud. You dimwit. Oh, I know. He's religious. Well... He just stabbed you in the back, religious style, I guess. I don't know what you call it, but one thing's for sure. He's a rat, a fraud, a two-faced fraud who said he was going to do something, and he rubber stamps it, which is why, you know, I had this clip here for a reason, honey bunny. It was like intuition because, see, we've been screwed for about the last 50 years by Republicans as they face the Marxist mafia Democrats who have taught them how to take kickbacks and briberies. What, so is, is Kevin McCarthy already a lobbyist? Is he the one that's funding the money? Or is he going to wait until the new spending bill passes? Is this his fourth one? Fourth one. Congressman, speaker, trivia question, right? That's why I was wondering, honey bunny, I was wondering when I sent you this clip of uh, Schmucky Schumer, how arrogant this dweeb, this sexually frustrated morphodite was yesterday. Thank you. Lisa, she's very nice and she doesn't push herself forward. And I saw her hand. And that's the way you're only going to get called by this fascistic gangster. He's going to have to know you play ball, right? And you're never going to ask him about that doll hair he has sewn to his skull, right, honey? Reporters with a kind of wonky question. Um, I hear what you're saying about, about the CR, the need to move forward now. House conservatives, though, are concerned about the debt, and they say they want a fiscal commission. That's one of Speaker Johnson's priorities, but they want it to have teeth. Can you agree to a fiscal commission on the debt? Look, we have to get this done by Friday. The right-wingers come up with a new idea every day and say they have to have this, they have to have that. Speaker Johnson said he wants to get this done. I think he has the support of a good majority of the Right in your spine. They didn't ask or get one thing we needed. Not one. In fact, it's a blank check again by this feeble fraud speaker idiot. In the meantime, what about the border? And we've got the winning ticket and all of the chaos and the cartels and the fentanyl. They give a rip as they stab you in the back again. So now you're going to have the, the, the Potemkin majority in Congress. The Potem- I want to play the real people. See, because I'm, I'm sick and tired of Republican scum 
like Mike Johnson and the rest of these idiots, except for a small few. What are they called, Squirrel? The Freedom Caucus? Yeah, those guys. And I, I want to go through them one by one. Because what we have is exactly what Tucker Carlson described. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Now, if you know anything about the plot of the Marxist mafia and how they've been thinking, see, they think that we've got this land illegitimately. So they're going to give it back by hook or crook. That's how they work. And simultaneously, if they can use the opportunity to bankrupt the only country, not only that was started on freedom or a representative republic, but the richest in the shortest period of time because it's steeped in property rights, then they're going to bastardize those property rights through bankruptcy. And that explains this fraud, dimwood in diapers, touting an economy where more people are on welfare than ever before as a percentage or as a raw number. It's never been greater. And we're going to talk about numbers and economies. In the meantime, there's another pesky little side effect. You see these third world hellhole corrupt countries. What really runs it is the cartel scum. And that's who's winning today in our country. An accused MS-13 gang member is arrested in Aberdeen, charged in the murder of a 20-year-old. And police say the suspect is just 17 years old. WJZ is live at police headquarters in Aberdeen. Dennis Valera is taking a closer look at the case, and he spoke with the victim's heartbroken mother, Dennis. Nikki, this is something she has been waiting for ever since she learned her daughter died. But this is also a big step for police who tell me they've been relentlessly working on this case for months. I'm not the same person. Everything's changed. July 27, 2022 is a day Tammy Nobles will never forget. It's the day she learned her daughter, Kayla Hamilton, died. I'm her mother. I'm supposed to be there to protect her. But you can't protect your kids when they're adults. And I just feel responsible. Because I was supposed to keep her safe. Aberdeen police say Kayla was found strangled to death in her home here off Inca Street. A 17-year-old undocumented immigrant from El Salvador was identified as a person of interest early on. Federal partners even tied him to the gang. So this... Here. MS-13. This they MS-13 low-life, wretched, illiterate scumbag broke into her house and choked her to death after he did God knows what to her and killed her in her own frackin' bed. Well, today the Republicans, to get your money, your money and your support, they had a big parade. Oh, they brought her mom in today. And they were going to talk about how they're going to fix the border. Do you hold him personally accountable for what he did? Do you hold him personally accountable for the policies he established which violated the public trust and ended up in the death of your daughter. Boy, he could be talking about himself and the Republicans. He wants her to impeach Mayorkas. I say we impeach every last one of these rat bastards, because three hours later, they stood there as they passed another spending bill and did nothing to secure the border. Nothing to lower the payments to illegals that paid nothing. As what in Chicago? Didn't they just move them into the Hilton? Yeah, move a few hundred into the Hilton. Would you like room service? Drinks are on the house. Yes. And yet he doesn't have the decency or the guts to show up to you today and say, I'm sorry. Did he? No, he did not. I mean, she was killed three days after her 20th birthday. She spent three days being 20. And I sent her a message on her birthday on July 24th that I was proud of the woman that she was becoming. 
and that I love her. And I didn't know that would be my last message to tell her that I love her. She even bought herself, I even got, I gave her the money to buy her a um, JoJo Suya cake, because that is who she loved. And she had autism, and she loved JoJo. Story just gets better, doesn't and it, her squirrel? life was brutal. She had totally autism. Taken. She worked. She went to bed in her own bed, and some illiterate savage MS-13 rat bastard choked her in her sleep. And we have no procedure to make sure that his compadres don't all come over and do the exact same fracking thing. And in the meantime, the Republicans who are putting on this parade, this theater for morons, he's outraged. I could tell in his voice, he's outraged. She had no idea what to expect that day when she went to bed after getting off the night shift of work and went to sleep in her own bed and had no idea what was going to happen on July 27th. So impeach Mayorkas, right? You're not going to impeach. You're not going to do a freaking thing except sign the bottom of the blank check that we pay bust outs because none of you pay a nickel. None of you. You front run your policies and you make a fortune, you scallywag scum, including you, Mike Johnson, religious fraud. In the meantime, we know what the problem is. We always knew. Let's get one thing straight. Under President Trump, illegal immigration went to a 40, 45-year low, 83% decline in illegal immigration. There's been several studies saying 31% of women that make that journey through cartels get sexually assaulted. So let me ask you a question. When 83% less people are coming, how many migrants didn't die crossing the border? So if they were really worried about humanity, they would have definitely shut down this corrupt Ponzi scheme. Because in the meantime, what are you doing? Who are you funding and who are you running cover for? You see, it doesn't matter. What the Democrats tell the truth or not, their constituents and their politicians love to lie. Why are you repeating this false claim that Republicans voted to reduce the number of Border Patrol agents, even though the Washington Post gave the administration three Pinocchios for that? So we don't believe it's a false claim. Uh, Our statements were very direct here. Uh, So this lying fraud who got her job, not because of her qualifications, but because of her sexual proclivity, she's a lesbian and she's fantastic at it. In the meantime... She says she believes it's the truth. Oh, you believe it's the truth. Well, the Washington Times, among other things, fact-checked you, and it turns out you're wrong. Don't let that deter you, Democrat lying scum. Last year, House GOP voted, uh, voted, and not only did they vote for it, but they touted. They touted their Limit, Save, Grow Act. That's the act. Well, let me, and they, they vowed they, that it would they never limit, they, they they voted for and touted it, right? This is an act. And this would have forced the elimination of 2,000 Border Patrol agents. That's what this act that they touted, that they voted for uh, in the House. Uh, so that was their proposal, and and that was so what they, they clearly, voted for back in, in May. They, they clearly stated at that time that Border Patrol, um, also veterans' benefits and entitlements would never be impacted by any of the reductions. And also, the bill never had any appropriations in it. So this claim that you guys are rolling out, you know, it's the White House applying White House math to a bill that never had any appropriations. And moreover, the administration or the uh, members in Congress who, you know, put this together vowed that it wouldn't affect policing. So the reason I, I ask is because it's just, you know, to, to voters... Don't you think they know the difference between, you know, what is a, a truthful statement and what is spin? And is it in, insulting to them at all to keep saying it when it was it's just not true? <laughs> 
one thing that the president does not do is insult insult voters. Uh- Raw. The idiots. I mean, and you, and you are. If you're voting for Joe Biden, you are a freaking idiot. Or you're worse. You're a predator of policy, and you're in on the scam, like those fat asses at Tom's Steakhouse pretending to be cement workers, as the closest they get to cement is the soles of their shoes. All got the scam companies kicking back to the Democrats. That's what they really do. And how does it keep running? They spend the money. So now we got White House Matt. Did you hear the reporter squirrel say White House Matt? Let's go to how they do White House Matt. For example, there's a situation where there's an estimation of somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. If we White House Matt doesn't have to add up, just say it. And the morons who want in on the fraud, they'll step and fetch. And the people who die and the victims of MS-13 and the actual ramifications of the policy, they'll pretend that they have a side too. We'll call them Republicans and we'll put all our faith. All our trust and we'll ask and we'll beg and we'll tell them what right and wrong is and we'll prove beyond the shadow of a doubt what bankruptcy looks like, the destruction of our very dollar, the destruction of the equity in our house. And they'll tell us, yes, we will represent you. Just give us your money. And every day they'll stab you in the back. You want to learn their names? They're frauds. All but a handful. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Just like they know what the stock market's going to do. Schmuck Schumer knew exactly what was going down today. This is from yesterday. House, and I think we'll get it done quickly. Yes, Sahir. Leader McConnell just said a few moments ago that he uh, expects a a Senate vote on a supplemental on Ukrainian bill as early as next week. Is that possible? Is that your goal? Look, as as Chris Murphy said, as I said, we are really making good progress. I am really pleasant. I'm in a good mood today, in part because we are really making good progress, and I've talked about how important this is for months. And so I think, you know, I'm not going to set any deadlines or, or artificial... doesn't have to. Spending today. And that money to Ukraine, the most obvious, corrupt, former Soviet Union pretending to be a country, as the oligarchs have been robbing us for decades since the fall of the Soviet Union. They're getting the money, too. Book it. But we are making good progress, and I'm really optimistic we can get this done. Manu. What does it say to you that Donald Trump is facing 91 criminal charges, yet poll after poll shows him beating Joe Biden? Look, Joe Biden's going to be the next president, as he is the present president. I Exactly. They're going to steal the next one the way they stole the last one. They're not worried about a freaking thing. And who are you going to worry about? Mike Johnson? Where is he? I got three TVs here in Studio Xanadu. I see nothing. He's not even stepping on a step stool so we could see him. Nothing. Because like every other rat, when the light is on, they run for cover. In the meantime, they're not running for cover everywhere. Oh, no, not at all. In fact, in Davos, the Ukrainian minister, the not, not the one that got caught in Europe with the millions of dollars, not that one, not the one that, that was the leader of the Supreme Court, he got caught with $2 million, not that one. I don't know, was, was this guy the husband of this one? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia no, no, no. Kodicka she always was... had that money. 
You could buy the whole country for $18 million, but the wife of this dingbat, she walks around with $30 million in suitcases. What about the other fraud? You know, our, our own investigative reporter caught $400 million missing, going directly to Ihor Kolomoisky, Zelensky's paymaster. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. $400 million. Not a one Republican congressman wants to investigate it, though. Why not? Because they get kickbacks. Here, now the, the Ukrainian, the guy who doesn't have a country, the fraud. By the way, nice suit. Nice suit. Pretty sure he got dropped off in a Rolls Royce. He's in Davos for the Fourth Reich meeting. He's going to tell you right now how it really works. American consumers worried about inflation, and there are questions. Why is this money being sent abroad? At the same time, there's reports of Putin putting out feelers through intermediaries, potentially wanting to sow this doubt that potentially the U.S. would do some sort of agreement with Russia and try to get Ukraine to the table. What do you make of that? Have you just- now, before we, we get to the arrogant little thief, you mean to the table for peace? Because what do we have? We don't know how many Ukrainians are dead because like every other fascist line stealing European country, they don't release the numbers. What we do know is it's dangerous to walk down the street if you don't get grabbed up and thrown to the front line. And as far as the offensive, not too offensive. In fact, you've been getting your ass kicked for about a year and a half now. In the meantime, what about the money? Where does the money go? Discuss these reports with your counterparts in the United States. Well, first, Ukraine does not steal any money from, uh, the, from American taxpayers. Now, you know my rule, squirrel. When a politician, a salesman, or a gypsy of any kind tells you, I'll be honest with you, that's when you know they're lying. When one of these Ukrainian overlords in a $6,000 suit tells you we don't steal the money, it's pretty much a confession of him stealing the money. Wrong. Um, if you compare the overall budget, even just the defense spending of the United States and the sum of money allocated to Ukraine, it's... Uh, to say the least, a very little part of the overall defense spendings. Moreover, a, a vast amount of this money stays in the United States because it's invested in the production of weapons that goes then to, the, to, to Ukraine. And it needs to be explained to American taxpayers that their communities benefit from it. Their, their new jobs are created. He should run for the Senate in this country. He'll be hired tomorrow. Now you're going to lecture us on if it creates jobs? You thieving rat bastard. Your entire country isn't worth what one of our stadiums is. Yet here you are, $128 billion, You're absconding with it. Your dog-faced women are shopping in Paris. Splendid. That's why the Joe Biden administration is truly the administration for the rats, the thieves, the cartel members, the gangbangers. They're having the time of their life, and they're making more money than ever before. Tina and Joliet. Hey, Sean, that's the perfect segue to what I'm about to say. So I'm part of the team that put the uh, motion together to get Biden off the ballot. And our premise was Section 3 of the 14th Amendment also states that you cannot lend aid and comfort to the enemy. And that is exactly what Biden and his administration is doing with our open border. They are benefiting the cartels. They're benefiting China. They're benefiting every... every uh, terrorist nation that is smuggling people into this country like crazy it's horrific but you did this in illinois yep we did it in illinois and the mafia runs everything from the supreme court to the election board so which mafia member you think is going to pull a sammy to bull and flip we know we know that we have a snowball's chance in hell of that motion going forward <laughs> but right, it just... had to happen 
I love it. Listen, just so we're all realistic, I love it. I love the fact that you're doing it. You're doing something. But ultimately, it's going to be like buying one of those vehicle stickers in Chicago. Any money you pay will get stolen by the bureaucrat apparatchik posing as the bureaucracy. I appreciate it, though, Tina. Keep up the fight. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Did the uh, Republican Congress discuss the scandal that was broken by OMG News that the IRC, also known as the International Rescue Committee, is funded with nearly a half a billion dollars of taxpayer money. Did he discuss that? No. Well, then he's probably not going to want to know what uh, a TALUS is. What's a TALUS? Did you ever hear of that, Squirrel? It's a subsidiary that also has been helping illegal aliens. Not the ones who are coming here for the Statue of Liberty, but the ones who are coming here for MS-13. The ones who are coming here to implode our welfare system. They've been helping them for about as long. So we're standing here at Santa Cruz and Drexler in Tucson in front of this major elitist facility that you probably never knew existed. Leave him alone. Who are you? My father. Can I have your full name, please? No. And they've made some story up about how we were using racial slurs? Originally they said we were using racial slurs. Racial slurs? I don't like people like you. Why not? We're racist. Why would you hide your badge? I have no obligation to speak with you. Came from... We have a situation out here on the Falcon. Is that me? Are they talking about me? Yeah. My name is James O'Keefe, and I'm an investigative reporter doing an investigation into you and your facility. There's a shipment, I guess, of, of migrants coming into the facility. Nobody's allowed into the facility. Okay. Your face. Right You're going to call and when the you hear the journalists. I mean, we talked about it a month ago. We have under the Biden regime, arguably, 11 million illegals, which is more than the population of 49 States. That's interesting. 41 states, right? One of them. In the meantime, you don't think it's a plan? You don't think you've been paying for it? You've been paying for it the whole time. The whole time. We pay money for this, so we want to know what's happening. So you don't pay nothing for this organization. My tax dollars go to pay my for it. Pay, my tax pay didn't pay too, and I don't, and I don't tell nothing to the people. How does an illegal pay taxes? Oh, sales tax? Oh, like all the other Democrats, they pretend to be taxpayers. You're not a taxpayer. You're a leech. The guy who runs International Rescue Committee makes over $1 million a year off bringing people in this country. David Miller. I wonder if he pays taxes. But then again, you know, if he does and the money he is making the million dollars from is derived from government spending, he never pays taxes. It's just an illusion to make him feel like a man. But he's not. Brand is his name and his company brings in $400 million from the feds. You you try to attack the people who work here. I have it all on video. I filmed everything. So I didn't attack anybody. Uh, But then he found out that we were investigative reporters and he let us be. Periodista de investigacion. Periodista. Periodista. Okay. Alitas is a brand new 501c3 nonprofit organization. So we're going to go to Tucson, follow the white buses, and see the other facility where they hold the migrants. It's like Hunter Biden and his scumbag father and his dimwit uncle and dog-faced aunt. They just keep opening LLCs. Oh, it's a new one. 
I wonder what the process was to become a 501c3. I wonder if they had to go through a rigorous uh, investigation. Something tells me they didn't. And get more information about Alitas. So we're standing here at Santa Cruz and Drexler in Tucson in front of this major Alitas facility that you probably never knew existed. This is the bus that left from Nogales and has just arrived. How you doing, sir? Hi, you mind if we uh, talk to the bus? See, Texas gets the blame, right? Because it's a Republican and these low-life frauds who abscond with misappropriation of funds like uh, uh, Johnson in Chicago or the idiot uh, Adams in New York or all of the other ones that go broke and all walk around in $6,000 suits. They now will use the illegal aliens as a cover, right? That's why it's all about the money, the money, and the Republicans write the check. So we're never really going to get to the bottom of it. Um, but in Texas, they decided they're not going to play the game. Of a battle over whether individual states can take matters into their own hands when it comes to border security is now centered on a public park in South Texas. Members of the Texas National Guard have taken over the area and they're refusing orders from the Biden administration to let U.S. border agents in. National correspondent Mari Sirianni is tracking the story this morning for us. Hey, Mari, good morning. Yeah, guys, good morning to you. Tensions between Texas officials and the federal government are certainly uh, heating up once again. Troopers are now arresting migrants for the first time since the state actually took control of that park um, last week. So here's a look at the area where this is all happening. The Texas National Guard um, now has taken over Shelby Park. You've probably heard us report about this area before. This is near the U.S.-Mexico border in the city of Eagle Pass, Texas. Uh, their troopers have also been refusing access to Border Patrol agents. Now, just before 11 o'clock last night, a spokesman... That's what you in Illinois are, in Illinois are going to need. When the federales come to take your guns and take your possessions, you're going to need people like this, like the Texas National Guard. That's a really good sign, because one thing's for sure, the feds not only have been spending and misappropriating your tax dollars to assure this massive invasion, they don't really care about the ramifications, even when it's to say a 20-year-old autistic girl choked in her own bed by an MS-13 member. 83% less were coming. How many people didn't die? How many people off the terror screening database didn't try to come to the country? Because Border Patrol's 100% vigilant on the line, now overwhelmed. How many women and children didn't get sex trafficking in the United States? Forced into sex slavery, forced labor, debt bondage. How many billions did the criminal cartels not make? Under President Biden, where they call this humane, over 1,700 migrants have died on U.S. soil. Historic record. Not counting the Darien Gap in Mexico and Central America. 112,000 Americans dying from fentanyl. Historical increase in sex trafficking, forced labor, and debt bondage. Almost 100,000 missing kids that were released by ORR. 440,000 unaccompanied children entered the country to the service of the cartels. Someone needs to explain to me how that's humane. Any of this. I'm going to help him. I'm going to help you, Tom, because I like you. I've interviewed you a couple times. I really like you. I'm going to let you talk to a guy who normally you'd never get to hear from because he's a multi-multi-billionaire. He's the heir, or as I like to call him, the heiress of the Levi Strauss fortune. And he's here to tell you, you don't know nothing. But we've seen this all year, Chris. They've been uh, blasting the Biden administration, Secretary Mayorkas, who they're trying to impeach right now in the Homeland Security Committee, on which I sit, uh, for not doing anything at the border. You know why he sits there, right, Squirrel? He doesn't sit there because he's an expert in anything. He's just like Pritzker, another useless trust fund baby. He wouldn't have five cents if his mom didn't know who to give a lap dance to. He's a winner of the loin lottery. He got there because he bought it. You see, he doesn't need the job. Salary doesn't mean anything. It's tipping money to him. He got there because you buy these committee seats from the DNC, just like the Republicans, by the way. You buy them. 
from the RNC. That's why they're always raising money instead of doing their freaking job. The only difference is Goldman doesn't need to raise money. His grandpappy made sure he's got enough. But what is not known is that the administration and Secretary Mayorkas have actually implemented a lot of policy changes to address the issues at the border. And you know what the Republicans have done? They have filed lawsuits to stop the administration from trying to solve the problem. So why? Trying to solve the problem that they created, which is the trick of politics. Fail and then pretend you're fixing it and spend more money. You know, you could point to like Chicago. How's it doing? You guys are doing great. You look good, too. Phenomenal. Clean, nice, friendly. The people can all talk well. Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean, piggybacking on the uh, young lady from Joliet on the 14th Amendment challenge to Biden's candidacy in Illinois. She left out a very important, there's two prongs to it, the challenge. One is that she didn't mention. In Illinois, it's as clear as day, your statement of candidacy has to be notarized by an Illinois notary. Yeah. We're not. How are they going to get around that? Because the rules are, Jim, there are no rules. What are you, nuts? They've been stealing money for decades. You think they're going to get tripped up with a notary? They got one in their pocket. Come on, man. I wish to God it was true. But you're trying to apply laws and rules to a mafia. There are none, babe. Well, I, Nothing. I, I like that you... I'd like to acknowledge that you were appreciative of their efforts because you think it's going nowhere, and it probably is going nowhere. But yeah. you know what? Finally, of all states, Illinois, somebody stepped up and said, uh, you know what, we're not taking this BS anymore. Jim, there's always good people. There's always been great American people who love the country patriots in Illinois. It's one of the best. It was one of the best states ever. The problem is they're slaves to the government. The government is corrupt and they wallow in it. Where's Alexei Janulius? Something tells me he's on a boat. You think he's uh, really the secretary of state? Come on. He bought it like Goldman bought his appointment. I wish it weren't true, but it is because we've been sleeping. Well, they've been building an army, a welfare army. And it's not just people who get their rent paid or snap cards. There's a welfare army in suits and Brooks Brothers. And their welfare dwarfs what's given to the people to eat and pay rent. That's the system of ultimate corruption. That's the Soviet system. And that's what these Democrats are. They're Soviets. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Mini Brandon Johnson, also known as Lori Lightfoot. They got the same outfit on, only he ironically looks better in it. She's on WGN right now if anybody wants to tune in to listen to a failed fraud discuss what the solutions are i just wanted to find the solution for that hairdo she's got wasn't until this month did they get a match with dna evidence resulting in an arrest warrant this weekend it was a senseless loss of life lieutenant will ryber says kayla's death impacted investigators they worked around the clock to help bring the family closure this was about making that arrest for kayla and so she just wasn't a number that this this meant something and it it meant something to us to be a part of it i can tell you it meant a lot to me and and our team here in aberdeen Closure is still in the works for Tammy. She doesn't think she'll ever understand why anyone would hurt Kayla. You don't understand the thinking of a savage, of an illiterate third world savage. You're never going to understand the thinking. It's either that or the goat Casanovas, which might be a real solution. I think we should introduce MS-13 to the Middle East. But then again, they probably know each other because all of the Middle East, they make their money through selling us drugs, right? 
And it all comes through what some people refer to as a border, even though we don't have one. The good news is if you're in Texas, at least you got somebody standing in your way. With the Texas Department of Public Safety posting these images on X of migrants being handcuffed and hauled off with the caption, quote, under the authority. Oh, these guys thought they were coming to Chicago. They thought they'd be driving a Buick by now. The hell are you doing handcuffing them? of Governor Greg Abbott's border disaster declaration, troopers are arresting illegal immigrants for criminal trespass at No, Shul- that's terrible. In Chicago, we get cars, hotel rooms, and then that's just until we can get you an apartment. And then it's going to be great. A lot more money than they spend on the Chicagoans who are living on the street. Uh, Don McHenry. Shawnee. What's going on, kid? How you doing? Splendid. Hey, the, Eagle, the Eagle Pass thing. Um, yeah. Couldn't Abbott have done that before millions and millions and millions of people came walking through? Was it a legal thing? Did it get caught up in court? Or I don't Yeah, get it. the Border Patrol has 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 uh, precedent. They, they, they take control. Do you know how many coppers want to solve the problem? Not just in Texas, in Illinois. They can't do anything. Oh, yeah. It's a bureaucracy where if you wiggle, you lose your job, number one, for sure. Guaranteed. But then the cohorts in corruption, the local governments, they don't get any money back. See, the federal government takes the money from the people. Then they pretend to give it to them when they give them their own money back. That's our federal tax system of Ponzi schemes and fraud, where these whores oh, and dimwits can pretend that they do they pass budgets instead of bankrupt us as they ignore the actual debt, which is accumulating at $1.2 billion an hour. Just listen to the Ukrainian guy. It's good for us. They're spending money. It's creating jobs. Haven't you had enough of it? Go yep. to Texas. Go to Texas oh, or man. a state where you can shore up freedom. Because there will be a secession coming. You cannot get along with this mafia. You know, Democrats. How much time I got, Squirrelly? Jerry, Western Burbs. Sean, good evening, my man. Good evening. Another little tidbit coming up here. There's a fellow that's going to be sentenced soon. Uh, Federal court. Gentleman by the name of Little John. He was a goofball that had leave. From Robin Hood? Tax returns and you bunch mean the, of other folks. You mean the fat jolly guy from Robin Hood released Trump's tax returns? He was actually a contractor to the IRS. Oh. So what's the penalty? Is he going to get like a hedonism trip, a uh, vacation at the Bahamas? What's he going to get? Uh, I guess it's date night with Lori Lightfoot. Ooh, that's, that's what you call a false win. Whew. Hope he loses. In the meantime, everybody knows exactly what's going to happen. You think it's just Schmuck Schumer who knows that Biden's going to be the president until he takes a dirt nap? By the way, how's Jimmy Carter? Still alive! Do they ever really go away? If you think they're going to let this man, Donald Trump, get anywhere near that White House again, I just encourage everyone to open their eyes. I mean, the game is hiding in plain sight. These people will stop at nothing, whatever it takes. Legal to, now we're increasingly seeing in Maine or otherwise, extra constitutional to whatever means it's going to require, take Trump out of contention, and then trot their person in with the red carpet rolled out. It's like, what is the old Lenin expression? They're selling us the rope today that they're going to use to hang us tomorrow. I think. By the way... I like when he quotes communists and pretends it's a Republican, but it's fine. In the meantime, there are good people all over the world, even in these third world hellholes. Oh, there are. And they hope that the government prosecutes the cartels and the scum and the political corruption. You know what really how it works after it's systemic like it is in Chicago? After you've normalized and legitimized 
gang-banging, low-life scum, and we pretend that they're part of the government. You know how it really works? An Ecuadorian prosecutor who targeted transnational organized crime was killed in the coastal province of Guayas, where he worked, one of the country's most violent areas and the site of an on-air attack on a television station last week. By the way, you don't think there are good, wonderful people? who want the cartels and their, and their stranglehold over, over the government and life itself in Mexico to stop, what happens to them? They end up with their head on a spike. Cesar Suarez was traveling to a court hearing when he was killed. The Council of the Judiciary said in a statement on Wednesday condemning the murder. He had been in charge of investigating the TV station attack. Ecuador has suffered a recent burst of violence across the country. I wonder how long before the cartel plan of kidnapping people they think who have money happened right there in Chicago. I wonder how long it happens. If it already isn't happening, it's not like the media is going to report on it. After all, they said they had a great economic system. It's swell down there. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so If you read the Wall Street me, Journal, like Forbes, me, Newsweek, so or the Daily Telegraph, you've probably seen my next guest's articles. If you're a fan of history, sociology, or economics, you've probably stumbled across his more than two dozen books that have been translated into 30 different languages. His new book is out now. It's called Unbreakable Spirit, Rising Above All Odds. He is Dr. Rainer Zettelman. Thank you so much for making time for me. I know it's in the middle of the night in Germany. I appreciate you calling. Yes, exactly. It's uh, five minutes after midnight here. But thank you for the opportunity to talk with you. Well, I've had the pleasure, and this is something I really think is crucially important, as we see the meeting of what I call the Fourth Reich in the World Economic Forum uh, try to really take control over a Fabian-style benign socialism that'll work for every man. But what you and I both know is that there is no such thing, and all it really is is control and uh, desperation as they cast us all into servitude. So I'm very interested in your new book, Unbreakable Spirit. Tell me a little bit of how we overcome this, aside from the fact that they're running a Ponzi scheme fraud economically. Yes, first of all, because you mentioned this meeting in Davos, Yesterday, I heard the speech from Javier uh, Millet, from the new president from Argentina, and it was a great speech. He praised uh, capitalism. He told people that um, it's, it's the state who is to blame for the problems and not a free market economy. And it was one of the, the greatest speeches. I, I, I remember only with, with Reagan, Ronald Reagan uh, when I heard uh, similar things. But this is not the topic today. The topic is my, my new book. It's about um, very successful disabled people. And I wrote it for on two reasons. The first one was a personal reason. Uh, some years ago, I had an appointment with my doctor, and he told me that I had a serious um, 
a disease in my eyes, and Imi told me that um, in the worst case, uh, in in the long run, I wouldn't be able to to read any book, even with the strongest uh, classes. So, in the, in the, in the, now it's a couple of years ago, and um, in between, I had uh, uh, eye surgeries, and it's much better. I can and read well, but this is for the reason why I started to read books about successful disabled people, for example, blind people like Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder. And I found something that these people, they never felt themselves as, as victims. They, they, they didn't share what is very much uh, popular today with many people, what I call the victim mentality, to blame other people, to blame the society, to blame external circumstances, even in spite of the fact that they had such big problems. Some of them were blind or deaf or uh, bound to the wheelchair or whatever. They had a positive attitude and they, because they felt that they are the masters of their destiny. They didn't blame other people. And I was very fascinated and this helped me in, in my situation because, you know, sometimes you say the most important thing is that you are healthy. And of course, it's important that you're healthy, but I think there's something that is much more important than being healthy. It's much more important that you have the right uh, mindset. Yes. Even if you have challenges like these people in my book, and there are people with no arms or someone with no legs and no arms or blind or deaf, even if you have such, such big problems, but you have a, a good uh, mindset, attitude, you can, you can overcome all, all of these problems. Well, this is fascinating to me because, you know, it, it, it reminds me of why countries have these problems. It turns out that the mindset of somebody who truly wants to live free versus the ignorance and arrogance of entitlement, that that really isn't possessed by the masses. And it truly must be the explanation. You know, that's the benefit of you being a sociologist. It must be the motivation and the success of the, the government profiteers who have managed to swindle people who may not have that unbreakable spirit as life is individual, to feel comfortable wielding government fascism and extortion, because after all, they're entitled because they exist, there they are. And the reality is there were nations that were built on the mindset of freedom and liberty and the, and the right idea of a meritocracy. But that's a hard road. It's easier to be part of a collective. And when you saw the uh, new president of Argentine give that speech, I thought it was fascinating as well and very inspirational. But I'm wondering, do you think that there are enough people that want to live under the guise of entitlement to nothing except their freedom and their right to produce? Or have we been overturned by the collectivist ideology of entitlement, in your opinion? It's, it's a hard question um, to speak about Argentina. I was there several times. I was there um, two, or, two or three days after the elections of Millet, and I, I met the members of his uh, party, and I was there one year ago. And um, the problem is there in Argentina, um, we have it not only in Argentina, we have it also in Europe, and I think also in the United States, that there are a lot of people who expect everything from the government, from the state. 
And but I saw one year ago that there was a change now. I, I had a funny situation. I one year ago I had a lecture in a city in Argentina. There were young people, young libertarian people. There are a lot of them now in Argentina. And I had a lecture there in the first row. There was a, a guy sitting, a young man, maybe 20 years old. To be honest, he wasn't really handsome, so I thought maybe he has no girlfriend. And I asked him, here, do you have a girlfriend? And he said, no, I don't have. And then I asked him, but would you like to have a really beautiful girlfriend? Oh, yeah, he smiled. I would like. And then I asked him, what do you expect who will bring you this pretty girlfriend? The government? The state? And he laughed, no, I, I don't believe so. And, and then I asked him, but what do you think? Who's responsible for getting this beautiful girlfriend? And he said, I think that's me. But hey, you got it. That's, it's not nice. more about, you know, my, my philosophy. It's not only with beautiful girlfriend. It's with money. It's, it's with everything. Don't expect from the government. Don't expect it from the state. It's on you. And this is uh, also the mindset of these people. I, I had for my book, Unfragable Spirit, I had an interview with uh, an American, Eric Weinmeier is his, is his name. Um, he was uh, the first mountaineer, uh, being uh, the first climbed person to climb the Mount Everest, climb the Mount Everest, being climbed uh, 20 years ago. And not only the Mount Everest, this wasn't high enough, this, this goal for him. Then he made the decision to climb the seven summits, so the seven highest peaks on each of the seven continents. And I spoke with him, and it was fascinating. Uh, this is someone who didn't blame uh, other people, who didn't blame external circumstances. And, and the same with, with Ray Charles. I, of course, I couldn't speak with him. He's dead, but yeah. I, I read a, a lot of books about him, his autobiography and biography. And, you know, um, uh, sometimes I tell also his story in my lectures, but I don't mention his name. I, I start and, and tell people, I will tell you a story about someone. Um, he, he was born in 1930 in the United States. He was black, what was much bigger issue or problem there in 1930 than it is, it is today. And he, he grew up in the poorest neighborhood of his hometown. He, he never met his father. And his mother died when she was 31 years old. And... Uh, his brother died in front of his eyes when he was six years old. And then he, when he was seven years old, he um, became blind. And you know this, man. It's Ray Charles. Yes. And according to official statistics, it's the most successful male, uh, male singer in history. And why was he so successful? Because he never blamed other people. He had also problems in his life. For, for some years, he, he took drugs, uh, heroin. And then people, uh, um, and, and, but, but what he said one time, this was very remarkable, said, when I took this drug, this heroin, it was not because I was black. It was not because I was blind. It was not because I was poor. It was only my own decision. And you see, this is the mindset of really successful people. They take responsibility not only for their success also for their failure you know most of the people if they are successful they're oh i'm so successful look that's me but if they fail and if they you know if they have setbacks or crisis they blame other people they blame capitalism they blame the society they blame sexism racism or what whatever and and you are right 
it's the same for individuals and for whole nations. I give you another example. I've been in Vietnam several times. And in Vietnam, these people, they have a very positive, they call themselves socialists or communists, but forget it. It's much easier to find a Marxist in a university in the United States than I had lectured there in universities in Vietnam. They call themselves, but they have a very entrepreneurial spirit. And now what's important, I spoke with them about America. How do you see America? And they love America. They love the United States. And I think, you know, there was this terrible war with Vietnam and yes. a lot of people were killed. And, and you could imagine that maybe they, they, that they blame uh, America. For, no, they didn't do it. On, on the contrary, they admire America, the United States. And they understood that the problems that they had in the 90s, in the 90s, Vietnam was the poorest country in the world. It was not because of external circumstances, it was because of their crazy planned economy. And then they yes. started with free market reforms there in Vietnam, with, uh, with the great free market reforms, and now it's amazing they are growing. Comparison with, with African nations. In Africa, they blame every day all this, the Western world, America, colonialism, and slavery, and things that are 50, 100, or even 150 years ago. And so it was very important what you said for individuals and for whole countries. It's the yes. same. Yes. Don't play this, you know, uh, victimhood. Uh, well, don't, don't blame other countries. Don't blame other people. Look in yourself as a country or as an individual. Then you can be successful. I'm curious to your thought because you are a socio sociologist. I believe that when you talk about Ray Charles or you talk about people, they are in this predicament, and especially in America, prior to the welfare structure, because they had a choice to make. They were either going to do or they were going to die or they were going to live in mediocrity. And I think more people will make that great choice. When you see a welfare system like the one in America, which gives you the luxuries that the middle class really doesn't have if they work and pay taxes versus go in the system. You in your own country had a similar instance. I'm not quite sure what the scheme is now. However, that was the instance. At a certain point, does the, the, the giveaways of socialism, the, the promises of utopia, and the cost to the people, which I believe is government's intention to bankrupt the economy because it's within bankruptcy, they're powerless. Do you think at a certain point people can pull themselves out of this utopia when you have a country like America that the world bases the currency on, we could run this scam in perpetuity. Do you think that there is a chance, ultimately, that the American people or the new people here who have fled these countries of failure, like Venezuela and El Salvador and Mexico and the rest of it, do you think there's a chance that maybe those people will push off what the Americans uh, have, have been lulled to sleep in, in their welfare system? Yes, uh, of course. I hope so. I, you know, I'm. I love America, and I think there there is still the the American spirit. For me, the American spirit was also always about opportunity, about uh, positive thinking, and yes. Uh, then you 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 establish the, the the crazy welfare state that we have in Europe. The United States became Europe in the last uh, in the last decades. This is yes. the real problem. Yes. But um, but I think that there are people, for example, last year I was at Freedom Fest 
in the United States, and I met uh, I met great great people there. Yes. Uh, I think there there are there are people who understood that what is the reason that why America became so successful. The the, the reason is this kind of mindset, this this kind of American mindset. Uh, one example, uh, I know a lot of uh, people maybe. Uh, on the on the political right in the United States, they don't like him so much today. But uh, let me talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger as an example. What yeah. I liked with him, he came from uh, he, he came from uh, uh, Austria, and Austria was a kind of very huge welfare state and kind of this uh, welfare state socialism. And he came there with 20 years to the United States. As a uh, as a migrant and speaking no no English, his accent was even harder as my accent is uh, today. <laughs> yes. And uh, he and he made it. He made it. First, he became the biggest bodybuilder in the world. Then he became the, one of the best paid movie stars in in Hollywood with yes. Conan and with with all these movies. Then even he became a governor of California two two times. And why why is that? Because he had this mindset. The mindset. Of successful people, and because he lived in a in a country at this time, he he admired uh, Ronald Reagan, and he um, mm. he um, also admired uh, people like Milton Friedman. Because at this time, this was uh, I think this was a great time for the United States, the 80s, when he made it. Because yes. there was the Ronald Reagan spirit in the United States, and I think this is uh, it's it's you not know what's so funny, Doctor. Now, as you're talking, I'm, I'm remembering Ronald Reagan in his second term. He won 49 states. 49. 49 out of 50 states he won because the American people back then had that bulk. The vast majority wanted that, uh, that freedom, that liberty, that um, their own self-property rights. And I'm just a little concerned that maybe we've lost that. But the good news is, when you're writing books like this, I know how many people buy your books. I know how many people read your books and how many people rightfully respect and love your opinion and your interpretation of things. Where can, uh, can we get this on Amazon? Is it available everywhere? Unbreakable Spirit? Yes, sure. Absolutely. You, you, you can get it on, on Amazon. And only because you mentioned uh, uh, Ron Reagan, I did. You know, my, my favorite quote, there are, there are a lot of uh, great quotes from Ron Reagan. But what fits to my book is, is that the, the worst uh, um, the, 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 the words in the English language is, I'm here from the government to come to help you. Yes, yes. I can't believe how many Americans sit idly by as their nation is subverted on principle and how many Americans are willing to continue to vote for the destruction and the bastardization of those plans. But when you see Davos and you see the success and the amount of people in the press coverage, it makes me very nervous because I have determined, I, be, I believe that is the Fourth Reich, and I think it needs, to, uh, it needs to be rejected on all levels. And if it is, it'll be because of people like you and books like yours. I mean, you've been writing. You were at 27 the last time we talked. You wrote at least this one. Where's your book count at now? Pun? How many books is it now? I know it's 27. Yes, the, 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 uh, this is book 27, but my oh. next book will still be in, in March. It's, um, it's uh, How Nations Escape Poverty. This will uh, come in March. And this is a book, you know, I mentioned now Vietnam, and this is a book about Poland and Vietnam, and I show that uh, 
to overcome poverty, the best thing is uh, capitalism. And so, yes, I'm, I love it. I, I love to write this book and to spread this message. And I'm very happy. You know, I, I traveled uh, this uh, last year. In, in 20 months, I was in 30 countries all over the world to, to promote. That's wonderful. Because I, I, I promised to go to every country where my book is published. And I saw so many uh, people and different countries. And there are, there are some countries where I met great people that they give you hope. For example, I mentioned Vietnam or Argentina now. In Argentina. I, I hope so that he will make it. it it's very hard for, for Millet. Because, you know, he has not the majority in the, in the parliament, and there are a lot of uh, leftists uh, who will go, and from the unions especially, who go yes. against him. It, it will be, it's, it's, it, it will be not, not easy. But well, Dr. Zeidelman, he, he may have a few Americans to go there and shore him up, but in the meantime, he's definitely going to have your book to reflect to. The book is Unbreakable Spirit. He is Dr. Rainer Zeidelman. Thank you so much. I want you to have a good night. Go eat something before you go to bed. Have a little drink. I appreciate you making time for me. Thank you very much. Thank you for talking to you again. Thank you. We'll be back. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. AM560, the answer. Quite the pickle, squirrel. Quite the pickle. But when I heard uh, Ramaswamy say what everybody knows. If you think they're going to let this man, Donald Trump, get anywhere near that White House again, I just encourage everyone to open their eyes. I mean, the game is hiding in plain sight. These people. Plain sight. Plain sight. And it's not just the dimwits, the frauds, the mafia members that support anybody as long as they promise to give him more money. Are you concerning the Arab-American vote, voting for you during this election because of Gaza? Many say they will not vote for you. Well, look, uh, the president wants to put a, the former president wants to put a ban on Arabs coming into the country. We'll make sure he, we understand. They're going to vote for him. They're going to vote for him if they want more cheese, not just for themselves, but for their countries, their third world former countries. Because you see, that's the game. Foreign aid, the way the Ukrainian says, kickbacks to specific politicians, and then they tell us it creates jobs. And the American people buy it time and time again. So you would hope there would be a really enough Americans to see this scam and push back against it. And then you realize we've got our own scum. They're called the Never Trumpers. Now, my favorite are these Lincoln Project. These are the ones that are hooked up to all kinds of pedophilia and weird proclivities and whatnot. And they're led up by that... uh, What's that Kellyanne Conway's husband, the one who makes Wayne Newton look like John Wayne? He's got a little sugar in the tank. What's his name? George. That's it. Thank you very much. George Conway. Well, he's got an entire infrastructure of frauds pretending to be Republicans. But, you know, they're the Mitt Romney Republicans, the ones who believe he's going to be Christ on the next planet. Here's one on TV to tell you that evangelicals are the real problem. The evangelical church. What's her name? Uh, Sotomayor? Yeah, she's, she's, she's real pleasant looking. She looks just the way you picture her. The evangelical church has failed this country. 
not only do they failed America, but they've also failed Christianity. They are so far away from the gospels of Jesus. Could you imagine if the evangelical church actually followed what they claim to preach in the Bible? We wouldn't have had four years of Donald Trump. We wouldn't have had an insurrection in January 6th. We wouldn't have had the cruelty that we saw with kids in cages. We wouldn't have this idea that character doesn't seem to matter anymore. Indistinguishable from the Democrats, the never Trumpers, indistinguishable. Could you imagine the kind of country we would have we would have had by now if evangelicals actually followed the Bible they claim to worship? Instead, they're following their God, their golden orange God and Donald Trump. See, the real cult is the cult of these frauds, the cult of government. Donald Trump, ironically, much to my surprise, didn't strengthen that that cult of bureaucracy. He threatened it. And that's why by hook or crook. They're going to make sure they, the never Trumpers and the Democrats do not care that Joe Biden is suffering from dementia. They don't care that we have tens of millions traced right into accounts that he had an interest in that his his personal checking account. They don't care about any of it. For example, there's a situation where there's an estimation of somewhere between 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. He could come out on stage and soil himself. He could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue in New York and not lose one fracking vote. And he knows it. And what Iowa means to you, to your re-election race? Well, I don't think Iowa means anything. The president got 50-some thousand votes, the lowest number of votes anybody's won got. You know, uh, this idea that's kind of runaway. I think nothing means nothing. And as far as the people who want to invoke religion, what did Donald Trump do for the profiteering of baby murder? What did he do to strengthen up true victims, the, the only true helpless among us, the infants in the womb? Well, he handled it, didn't he? He put strategic people in place who challenged an illegal rule that allowed wretched souls to kill their own babies. He fixed it. That doesn't matter, though, right? And in the meantime, now you're going to be heckled by these scum never Trumpers and the ones who take your money and pay for the baby murder, like Joe Biden. What's your message to those attending? March. It's like voting for Trump. Go ahead. It's an absolute futility. He was asked about the March for Life in Washington. And he tells him to march as he guarantees money by actual taxpayers, not the roach lowlife Democrats who get money on welfare and never pay taxes, but people like me and you who go to work and actually pay taxes. They take our money and they pay billions of dollars for baby murder, just like they pay billions of dollars for MS-13 traffickers that nobody wants to talk about because they have a phony company like Joe Biden, his brother, crackhead son. An ugly sister. As you can see, it, there's a lot of activity going on. Buses coming and going every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes. They are very scared about our presence here. And none of the American people know about this facility until now. We just spoke to the Uber driver who's pulling in to pick up the migrants. Uber? Boy, it's like at O'Hare. They're at the Hilton. How's room service? Uber, are you are you picking up the refugees? Yeah, you are, you are picking up the refugees. I know a lot of people here. How long has this been? Operating? A year. A year. A year. That's before Abbott was busing the migrants. Boy, oh boy, 
Wonder where they were sending them. Yeah, and what is you know what the, uh, you know you know Alitas? Uh, Alita, I know the uh, Jorge, George, Grace, Jorge, George, and Grace, Grace. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jason, Diego. Diego. I, I, I have his phone about. And the Uber driver gave me the phone of two employees that work for Casa Alitas. In fact, he saved them on his device as Jorge Casa Alitas. And Jeanette Costalisa, Jorge, and, and none of this went on, none of it, when Donald Trump was president, and the never Trumpers scum, and the Democrat welfare roaches, they like it now. Stuff, and a record number of people off the terrorist watch list being arrested. One point nine million gotaways. That statement alone should convince anybody on either side. One point nine million gotaways. The border is not secure. It's ridiculous to claim so. They don't want it secure. These Democrat sewers need the cover-up because they've been stealing the money amongst themselves. Let's pretend they're aldermen instead of thieves. Yeah, the meeting, Tanya and Terrell, was held virtually this morning, and it lasted about an hour. Members of City Council's Latino Caucus met with the mayor and the deputy mayor of immigration to discuss oversight of migrant shelters and the need to improve conditions. Right now, there are more than... Why would you discuss that rather than the emails of this fraud Marxist scumbag with that unusual hairdo dressed like Lori Lightfoot? He knew... All about the conditions, didn't care, didn't give a rip. He was making money on the scam of hiring nurses and security guards and putting up tents. You don't want to talk about that, no. You want to talk about money. That's all you really want to talk about. Brandon Johnson's administration responding to criticism over how they handled the deteriorating state of a Pilsen migrant shelter. This as hundreds of new arrivals are still awaiting shelter from the bitter cold. WGN's political reporter Taman Bradley is here with that story. Plus, newly obtained emails from inside City Hall. Taman. Micah and Ray, last October, Alderwoman Nicole Lee emailed Mayor Johnson and senior members of his administration to detail major problems at the Pilsen migrant shelter. Nobody the- cares. Just cover it up with some more money. That's the Chicago way. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You're a rich girl and you're going too far because you know it don't matter anyway. Mike in Ohio. You can rely on your own hey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Sean. Hey, you are telling the truth, brother. Oh, thank you. i tell you what I'm really concerned about. The, the deep state hatred for Trump, not just hatred, but like you said, they've got so much to hide, so much corruption, that he cannot be president. Okay. No. The Iranians, you know, they put a contract out on Bolton and on Pompeo. I believe the re- one of the reasons... The open border is the Biden administration, the justice, immigration. They know these Iranian agents are coming across. They're going to look the other way. Again, God well, forbid not- this happens. They're going to look the other way and, and allow an assassination attempt by the Iranians on Trump. I, well, I, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, you know, Mike, I mean, uh, Kennedy will prove they don't need Iranians to do that. But the, the reality here, Mike, is that nobody's talking about the money that was given uh, by the Biden administration to the Iranians anymore. Notice that? We're also yeah. not talking about the meetings that we know 
between in Qatar, whether you call them Hamas or the Taliban or whatever other goat Casanovas you want to talk about, how they're tied to the Sinaloa cartels in the drug distribution game here in America. We're not talking about any of that. Now you're supposed to pick your favorites, which Iran's not good, but this guy's good. And the Taliban, who Joe Biden gave a country to, gave a country to, they're talked about. I have a clip on the board where this idiot Kirby legitimizes the Taliban. Oh, they're okay. And this all has been normalized now. And this is the psychological subversion of the collectivist who wants to bend the American spirit to where we are part of this world economic nonsense in the Fourth Reich. Because they're all in on it. They all became rich on it. You know, nobody cared. Nobody cared how Joe Biden bought a DuPont mansion on a lowly senator's salary in the 70s. Nobody cared. We've normalized corruption. And that's why the Republicans, the real insult isn't the Democrats. We're from Chicago, Mike. We know for decades they're scum thieves. The real problem is the the adversaries who we put our faith in, called the Republicans, brother. That's the real problem. Not to mention the bureaucrats. Yeah. Not to mention the bureaucrats like the Secret Service who sat idly by as a corrupt vice president cut a deal with the, with the Ukrainians long before he was the president. This is something yep. that's always bothered me. How about the Secret Service that went with Bill Clinton to Epstein's Island over 50 times? You, you want me to believe he didn't go with a, with a bodyguard? Well, Come on. And, well, I'll tell you, Dan Bongino has talked about, he, he's talked to one of those agents that went, went on that trip. I, I, I've heard him talk about that now. But, but yeah. no, I'm with you. I think that's why the CIA took out Jeffrey Epstein. He was an agent for them. Well, Mike, I, get... I agree with you. Go I ahead. do. And I'll tell you another thing. I had the pleasure of meeting Dan Bongino, a wonderful guy, but I don't know how he was ever a Secret Service agent. Did you ever see the head on him? You could order a hamburger no. out of his head. It's like Jack in a Box. But I love him, and he's a great host. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Ralph and Rantoul. Hey, Sean. How are you? Hey, look, I think one of the things that we need to fight back with uh, is our vocabulary, the words we use, because part of the way these Marxists weed their way into society, plant these seeds and pollute, you know, uh, children, minds, everything, is using phrases like migrants, all right? These are not migrants. These are illegal immigrants. I refuse to just call them migrants. I refuse. Also, part of the whole thing about calling a transvestite a dude in a dress, calling him a she. We need to fight back against that because our vocabulary, they're trying to redefine words. We can't let that happen. And I think if we push back enough, it'll catch on and it will help promote the healthy ideas and maybe even get a few of these morons to think, well, you know, Trump's mean tweets, well, they made me sad. Hey, well, how about losing your house and your freedom and having a whole bunch of people shacked up in your garage? Does that make you sad? There's just two things I want to talk to you about. Just two things I want to to say to you. You know, because you've been listening to me since I was calling in, the main thing is we've allowed these collectivists, these frauds, these gangsters to hide under the phony virtue shield of liberalism. They're not the liberals. If you believe the way we are, the way we do, we're the liberals. We don't want to force anybody to do anything. That's number one. Number two, in Chicago, you don't call a transvestite anything other than the CEO of United, okay? Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Now, my next guest, I've never talked to Never met, but I've seen him. I feel like I know. And so have you. You've seen him on Fox News for years. He also has a nationally syndicated radio show. And I don't know how he finds the time. I don't think he sleeps. If he does, it's probably upside down. He's written, I don't know how many books. I've bought two of them. He's going to tell me about his latest book. He is Brian Kildmeat from Fox News Channel. Brian, how are you, my friend? Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you cutting out the time. And from what I understand, you're going to be at the Rialto Square Theater in Joliet this Sunday. Is that correct? If I can get you there. If not, I'm calling the whole thing off. Brother, I'm in flip-flops and shorts. I don't go off. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. I mean, you really, I don't know how you live in New York. They're, they're beating you over the head for, what, about 11% state tax, not to mention the climate of the Democrat mafia destroying a once-great city like Chicago? Well, uh, it's not an easy place to live. At any point, the pandemic couldn't have been worse. Uh, crime is raging out of control. But uh, with my weird hours at 2.30 in the morning, no one's really bothering me. And when See, I go to leave good. in the afternoon, I'm pretty much okay. Yeah, but that was like well, Chicago. totally yeah. different. In Chicago, I used to work at the South Water Market at 3.30 in the morning. Back in the day, it was wonderful. It was almost refreshing, as long as you were out of there by 11 in the morning. But you don't just do that. You do a radio show. And how many books is this that you've written? I mean, it's fascinating. You've been writing books for years. I bought your first book years ago. I think it was on uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. And then I think I bought the Andrew Jackson book. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, the the very first one was uh, George Washington and the Secret Six. It just went over a million copies because I think the American people love history. If you can tell them the story, uh, our story, they're into it. I mean, I heard your introduction. I know what history means to you, what this country means to you. And Thomas Jefferson's Tripoli Pirates is our first war on terror. We took it yeah. on. Yeah. And while the rest of the world was just walking away, we, we said, we got to confront this. And we're back in the Red Sea confronting the same problem. And with, the, with Teddy and Booker T, I just want to talk about race, what these guys dealt with, how they moved us forward, how they still believe in the country through it all, and get a perspective. People are trying to make money off race in America. I think we should just understand it, how, how many people made us the country where we are right now, and that's and, and through a partnership, and that's why I thought it was important to tell this. Well, you know what's funny, too, Brian, the way that these swindlers, these Marxist mafias, they pretend there is no history. There's only today, and then there's schemes for tomorrow, and they want people to divert their eyes from the actual fact government was never really needed between men. We have negotiated with ourselves since the dawn of time and will continue to do it in the future. I'm amazed at how many people they can swindle. So I like when books are written about history because, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, like I said, I feel like I know you. I've watched you throughout the years. And I'm assuming you just didn't put lipstick on, on Teddy Roosevelt. He had some bad ideas. He's an expansionist and the rest of it. But he also had some very good ideas. In fact, most people probably don't know about the, peace, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize he won in 1906 for the Russo-Japanese negotiations. That was really kind of his strong point. He was good at negotiating between people in countries that didn't really like each other, wasn't he? Does that remind you of somebody else running for president right now? 
I mean, that and Teddy Roosevelt was, I would say, is just as support. I mean, people didn't like him. I mean, they want to get rid of him as governor of New York. You want to get payment. You didn't want to get paid off. And they said, we got to get rid of this guy. We're going to make him vice president. We'll make him invisible. Just with, with uh, Donald Trump, they're trying to arrest him. And yeah. I'm not saying Trump is perfect. I'm not saying Teddy Roosevelt is perfect. But about that time, the same thing. They both have Ivy League education. And, and at the same time, they would say, we just want to upset things. We're not really sold out. We haven't sold our soul to anybody else. And Teddy Roosevelt was the same way, and they thought he was crazy. They said, what's with this guy? He's a self-promoter. All he does is talk about himself and the country. And he said, no, no, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about how to move the country forward. And I don't need your money. You can't pay me off. Does that sound yeah. like anybody else you know? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it really is when you put it that way. It's 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 really quite interesting. And when you think of the legacy, it's polar opposite, right? I mean, Teddy Roosevelt was, uh, to a certain extent, was an expansionist of uh, of government. He kind of liked the bureaucracies. But what's interesting about Teddy Roosevelt is he was the president from what, 1901 to 1909? Is that is that right? Yep. All right. And then, but he didn't want to get out of politics, right? Because back then, that was you could you could run the, for the third term. But he did. He got out for four years, and then he came back in 12 because he didn't like, at the time, it was conservatism. And he, it's rumored, I don't know, obviously I wasn't there, but it's rumored he ran again and split the opposition to Woodrow Wilson. Is that is that how it worked? Uh, so many great points. Uh, so what happened is he said to uh, Taft, he said, you got to be my guy. I, I'm going to, you know, Washington only served eight years. I don't think I should run again, so I'm going to leave. And the minute he said that, he won re-election. Because McKinley got shot, he got the first term in three and a half years. Right. The minute he got that, the minute he got that, he said, "I will not run again." And that was the biggest mistake he made in his political life. Because at that point, there was no shutting off after three terms like there is now. And the minute he did that, he said, "Listen, I'm going to leave. I, I've, I've created things I'm very proud of." He said, uh, "Taft, you're the guy." And Taft was not willing to do a lot of things that uh, they, that. Teddy Roosevelt's going to do, almost like Nikki Haley would not do exactly what Trump would do, but would probably do three-quarters of what Trump would do. So at that point, he's like, I'm coming back. I'm not even 50. I'm coming back. And he came back, and he split the Republican vote, and he came in second. And guess who came in first? Woodrow Wilson, a raging racist, who took great pride in saying that when I was at Princeton, when I was at Princeton, no black people got in. That's the Democratic leader of our country during World War I. And he was all set to run again after that. And he died. Keep in mind, everything Teddy Roosevelt accomplished, he did it before he was 60, which is yeah. just, to me, amazing. And what else is it, it doesn't get noticed is that the way that he, he worked so well among all races is that he desegregated the government. And at that point, right, do I have it, am I remembering it correctly? And at that point, you had a, a massive amount of African Americans that actually went to work for the government. And when Woodrow Wilson came in, he made sure they all got fired, right? And as not only that, he fought against women's right to vote. You had uh, Susan B. Anthony working with Frederick Douglass saying, hey, uh, we did the blacks first, let's do the women now, let's straighten everything out. And he pushed back on it. He wouldn't even meet with Susan B. Anthony have women vote. So when people come out and say, yeah, you know, the Republicans are racist, really, let's go back in history. It was the Democrats that gave us Jim Crow, the Democrats that gave us the lynchings, the Democrats that gave us the poll taxes, the Democrats that gave us the Civil War. And I'm not just looking to go back in history and blame people. That's not what America's about. But now all of a sudden we're looking to do that. We're looking to do reparations. 
We're looking yeah. to take statues down. Yeah. So if you're looking to do that, let's get the right statues down. You know, Brian, I'm wondering what you, you know, obviously you're a fan of, 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 of news and information and history, and we have a lot of that in common. And I'm wondering if you have the contempt for the American education system the way that I do. Being from Chicago is a lot like in New York. And the bastardization of the, 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 the so-called entitlement that has become more harmful than ever we could imagine. As in Chicago, we have five out of 100 kids in most of the areas that can read, and it's 30,000 per pupil. And what the, the rest are being taught, they're being taught verbally, and they're being taught misinformation and the bastardization of history. And that's the only explanation from where we are to where we are today, isn't it? Or no history. I was talking to, you know, my daughter who wants to be a teacher. She's now a permanent sub and hopes to be a teacher next year. And believe it or not, I know people listening right now think everyone's begging for teachers, and they are, but not in New York. In New York, they pay so well and give such great benefits. It is a great job. And it, you know what? If you're good, you're worth your weight in gold. And, and she, I said to her, what's going on with history? She goes, we don't really emphasize it. I go, what do you mean you don't emphasize it? Everything's about, uh, everything's about uh, English. Everything's about numbers. Everything's about the economy, but they do not teach history. So not only that, so some people say, well, we don't hear negative things about the country. But if you don't hear positive things about the country, that is just as bad. I don't want to hear propaganda. Remember, when we grew up, we heard about slavery. Roots was out in 1976, the number one miniseries ever. Do you think that made America look great? No, but it was the real story. The color purple, did that make America look great? No, but it was the real story. It doesn't mean George Washington wasn't a great person. It means he was born into a culture where there were slaves. It means that in, in Asia, in Indonesia, everywhere there were slaves. We did not invent the practice. No. We were part of it, and we evolved as a culture. Why do people have such a hard time understanding well, that? Brian, how about the fact that it still lives? It still exists in Africa, in the Middle East, and they don't talk about it. You want us to pay reparations. We had it for the shortest period of time, and we lost a million citizens fighting for what is a large part of the Civil War. Just don't tell Nikki Haley and you tip it off. And that's another thing I want to talk to you about. Are you absolutely as disgusted as I am with what's left of the Republican Party? I'm repulsed by it. And I'm wondering... When you go through history and you, you are investigating these, these party members, these people who change the course of American history, don't you feel they all would be repulsed at what the American Republican Party, forget the Democrats, they're, they're full-blown Soviets now, but what the American Republican Party has become in the year 2024? Not everybody. Uh, not everybody, but I, w- I would say this. Uh, I know people listening right now might be really down. But we can, everything that we're experiencing now that's frustrating us is so correctable. And that's the frustrating thing. If there were things out of our control, we want to throw up our hands. But everything that's going wrong is so correctable and it's basic. I'll give you an example. The complex thing is stem cell research. You could be pro-life and say, wow, stem cell research could help us with Alzheimer's. Stem cell research could help us with MS. And then that's a great debate that we have on our talk show. But when you talk about, hey, should we enforce crime? Should we stop and enforce our border? Should we make people sign in the guest book before they just think they can come in here? Should we actually stick up for our allies? These are the stupidest conversations. Of course the answer is yes. But they that's are. why it's so correctable. Yeah. Let's get it out there. Just understand, don't get that frustrated where you give up. We were out no. in 1812. We lost half the country. 
and seven in, in war civil war we lost all of the country we yeah. got it back together again do not get that down when you give up and that's what i talk about on sunday i know it's three o'clock in the afternoon it's a tough time but i'm going to give people enough uh enough ammo to push back on the people that don't understand what a great country we are not perfect but what makes us great is we try to be now brian teddy cuba what was he riding the horses against remind the people he was, he was standing up against, for freedom. He was going against the Spanish in order to liberate Cuba. And what he did is, not a little bit, not just lead his troops, he actually was in front of his troops. He was the only one on a force. He was the assistant secretary of the Navy. He said, I resign to go lead a troop. They said, okay, if you're going to do that and you're crazy, I'll make you a general. He says, I am not worthy of a general. Make me a colonel. I need to learn. He put together an all-star team, and he said, let me lead. And when he led, he led knowing that bullets would be aimed for him. And that's what, that's what greatness is, the willingness to stand up and give your life for your country. I wish I had a tenth of that courage. That was, that's what he's about. So, Brian, let me ask you, if he were alive today on the very same horse, would he ride against K Street or the White House? Ha-ha. <laughs> I think he would ride to the White House. I think he'd be in New Hampshire. <laughs> saying, no. I'm going to go get this job. I'm going to beat Trump, and I'm going to get it. But right now, Trump is very tough to beat. But uh, Teddy Roosevelt would be very proud uh, of the fact that America is the number one economic and military power in the world and is only going to get better once we straighten out and unify this country. All right, so are you in Illinois now, or do you get here over the weekend? Or get there? I'm going to fly in Saturday night. I'm going to stay Sunday, and then I'm going to fly from there to New Hampshire, You'll see three days of coverage, and on Monday night, I'm going to be with Trump. We're going to go to three different events. I'll give you a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening with Donald Trump, how he feels, what he's doing, oh, uh, what his goals are, how his mindset is. I think people are really going to enjoy it. All right, now listen, I'm going to give you some tips. I know you're from New York, but believe me, you know the, the old saying, New York invented political corruption, New Jersey perfected it, but Chicago made it an art form. So when you're in O'Hare, you wear that Elmer Fudd hat and don't make eye contact with many people, all right? I until know. you get I'm to Sunday, right. until you get to my fans at the Rialto on Sunday. What time does that start? No, we're going to start at 2 o'clock local time. And we're All going right. to be streaming live on Fox Nation. But I want to see you guys in person. Where so, do you buy uh, tickets? The, the war against history, we're going to win it. Where do you buy tickets? com, And uh, some tickets remain. For some reason, the third row is open. The first and second is sold out. The third row is open. So right. I want to see everyone's eye contact. So go, go ahead and VIP opportunities <laughs> to talk to you before. Just not in the airport. Take it from me. You'll end up with your underwear in your mouth tied to a tree in a That's forest awesome. preserve. All right. Brian, listen, thank you. And you could spell my name in the book you're going to leave for me signed with S-H-A-U-N. We got a deal? You got a deal. It's going to be for you. Just go to Rialto Theater and pick it up. Thank you very much. I appreciate you making time for me. I know how busy you are. Thank you. Go get him. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, I was not going to... You know, I, I mean, I, I like Brian very much, and I'm very interested in the book, but I wasn't going to bring up the Rough Riders. I mean, it's a totally different thing now than when Teddy Roosevelt was a Rough Rider. Now you end up with assless chaps, a ball in your mouth, in Boys Town on a float. Uh, Cream Puff Jim, you know who I'm talking about with those 
modern day rough riders. You know, that's that's, that's a good way to that's a good way to beat the electric chair. Uh, there was a guy that shaved his head. No, 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 no. He put, he put a you know, he shaved his head at the barber shop before he was elected. He put a galvanized rubber on his head, put a rubber ball in his mouth, and they couldn't knock him <laughs> off in a chair. Really? Anyway, they just got two people in a Ford Bronco, so that's a good news. All right, go ahead. What do you got? I got back a podcast around my brain today. What in God's name? How many podcasts are out there, Sean? What do you figure? How many? Oh, I don't know. There's got to be millions. Millions. <laughs> What if the what if these what do these individuals have that's so interesting to say that they that somebody's gonna I think you should start one. You should start one and do it in your underpants. And you should tell people what municipal workers eat on break. I think it would be fascinating. Well hey, listen. Uh, that might, that might yeah. you, you might have struck a, a, yeah, a which, note there. What gets that, that, that taste of that uh, short-in-the-pants Irish mafia ass out of your mouth? Is it beef sandwiches, or do you go to Gene and Giorgetti's for the salad? What exactly can bring you back to feel like a man instead of a rough rider? Thank you very much, Cream Puff Jim. Enjoy the pension. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, is it yet another guest who said he's optimistic about America as long as people get involved to change things? Yeah. I think that's like every guest that you have. They say that they can change things. Now, here's the thing. I don't have the heart to finish like, the sentence for him in good states, even, but go ahead. <laughs> even if people I'll, – I'll, I'll concede you're, you're, you don't like the precinct chair, but I still think people should get involved to change it. However, at least put in who your state rep is, your state senator, your state congressman, your congressman. Put their phone number in your phone. Before anything comes up and you get a complaint, call their office. Come on. It's okay. not the real number. It's Louis Gutierrez's cousin. Uh, Hello. Yeah, come yeah. on. He's at the whorehouse. You're not going to get him. You think he's going to get off the stripper to come and take your uh, complaint? We'll Another eternal optimist in Texas. Uh, Craig, I'm out Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thank you much for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I got something figured out. You know right. these guys that we have high expectations for, like uh, Mike Johnson and everything, and then they get in there, and they seem like good guys and everything. They got real good intentions. Okay, remember when um, that guy Goyal uh, Schumer took and threatened uh, Trump earnings I mean, today? The FBI got six ways to Sunday to get you. Know, I think these guys get basically uh, um, you got the FBI forced behavior in the injustice arm of the leftist fascist party. Okay, so the FBI comes in there, they threaten them, they threaten like Mike Johnson, and they said, hey. We're going to ruin your day, just like we did with Trump. We took him with the Russia hoax, the phone call, the this, the that. We're going to destroy you. You follow us, you, you, you give us what we want. I think the FBI or something is threatening these guys, and then they roll over like a little cowards. I absolutely love I think you're on to something. And by the way, I, I, I really love that call. It's as if Alex Jones had a Looney Tunes cartoon. It was perfect. In the meantime... It does explain Schumer's arrogance. Uh, you know, if you look at the results in Iowa, I'm not sure 51 percent in a state where there was um, a turnout uh, as as small as it was. Is- Wait a minute. Squirrel, I could swear I heard almost the exact same comment. I, I, I could swear I heard it only with a more dementia slur and a little bit of a hiccup when he speaks. And what Iowa means to you, to your re-election race? Well, I don't think Iowa means anything. When the president got 50-some thousand votes, the lowest number of votes anybody's one got, you know, uh, this idea that... Now you know what Schumer would sound like if he got kicked in the head by a horse, wouldn't you? It's all the same thing. 
They got the same talking points. It's the same mafia organization. And what they know is they're going to steal the election the same way they did in 2020. Is that great a thing for President Trump? Yes. Is the goal of the meeting here to try to start to try, triangulate on the speaker here? If you're getting closer on the floor, and, and the idea that you have to get something that Senator Murphy alluded to in Ukraine soon, that you've got to get something moving here quickly. Yeah, the goal here is, frankly, uh, to t- make it clear that things are changing in Ukraine for the worse, and that if we don't get aid to them quickly, uh, the whole thing could turn around and be irretrievable. Yeah, but what about the mother who's illegal, who, whose daughter was killed by an illegal alien MS-13 gangbanging scum? Oh, you just want his brothers and sisters and mom and dad to vote Democrat in the future. Yeah, I can't figure you out, huh, schmuck? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Democrats scourge. Not only are they bust out, bankrupt everything they touch, they're so far behind They think they're in the lead. Here's the feeble fascist, the crook, the most obvious traitor and thief this country's ever had in any office, let alone the White House. What's your message to those attending? March. March. And I think him and that scum inside trading whore, Nancy Pelosi and her stinky husband, or her stinky hammer husband, Paul, they're Catholics just like him, right? just like I used to be. And in the meantime, a lot of Catholics, they're okay with abortion. He made an incredible political mistake, and he knows it this morning. He knows it. Incredible political mistake last night, going, I was the one who terminated Roe v. Wade. I was the one that just me, nobody else could have stripped away 50 years of women's rights the way I, Donald Trump, Not did. Not women's rights. Well, I'm talking to an idiot who had a dead girl in his office. The idiot, be they a man or a woman, who wants to pay, I guess, somebody who calls himself a doctor to kill the baby. And it was 50 years of what law schools used to use as an example of political power and the misuse of law called Roe v. Wade. Ironically, wasn't, um, wasn't Roe the one that was against abortion after she, or she had the baby? She didn't even kill her kid. It was the other... Marxist morons that went on to feel good about murdering their own child. The good news is, good people, there are more of us than them, and they understand right from wrong. Right, Mike, in Ohio? Mike, in Ohio. Actually, I'm from Chicago. I'm uh, 47 miles into Ohio. Tomorrow's the uh, the Right for Life march. You know, Roe v. Wade was, was really good because now you can't say the feds are the bad guys. It makes the local politicians the, the responsible ones. And, and the big thing, I, I hate any abortion, but to go, uh, you know, full term is ridiculous. Uh, my, my neighbor, not one of their kids was over six months. You know, oh I mean, it, it's ridiculous. You know, and they're all over six foot. You know, it's just. Oh, you mean they were born preemies? Like, yes. My, my lovely producer right. has a nephew who was born. He, what did he weigh when he was born, honey bunny? One pound, one ounce. And now he's dancing the yeah. music and hugging my producer. So, you know, Mike, yeah. the, 
The idea that we entertain these scumbags, these scallywags, and these useful idiots who fell directly in the plan of a very well-known, loathsome rat racist who preached to the, the Klan, Margaret Sanger. She knew exactly what Wait. she was doing. She knew exactly. I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just marked when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin that people can, can commit. May that roach burn in hell for a thousand millenniums, but she's responsible for the deaths of, what, 65 million American babies? Right. And she was a total racist. Of course she was. Yes. But she was a a Democrat with foresight because she understood exactly how it was going to work, and it worked exactly as she wanted it to. As Whoopi Goldberg admits openly, she doesn't even know how many abortions she had. At least one of those kids would have had eyebrows, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, New York, uh, they have more abortions than they have live births among the African-Americans. Yeah, well. That's crazy. Those are little Americans. Wasn't it that uh, the, the guy built like uh, the penguin, uh, what's his name, Jerry Nadler, who said they need him because they, number one, they don't have any births, but number two, they need people to pick fruit. Another racist, Democrat, oh, yeah. like Margaret Sanger, only I think he has more cleavage. But in the meantime, you march. I, you're marching for a lot of people who can't get there. So I want to tell you how much I appreciate yeah. In fact, when you march, we're going, to, uh, we're going to give you a shirt. Let's make it a sweatshirt, honey bunny for Mike to wear proudly as he does something that I think I'm not only proud of, but I'm very certain over 90% of the people listening to this show are very proud of. The idea that we would pretend that these Democrats care about anybody, least of which kids. They can't stand kids. And they openly mock and make fun of people who do, just like this dimwit whore. This traitor that we know foreign entities and players, not just communists, gave him 24 million. And the Democrat scourge will vote for him time and time again. What's your message to those attending? March. March. Too bad you can't march. In fact, you can barely walk. You look like a drunk baby on wet grass. But you must have a grasp of foreign policy, don't you? Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. So that plays into your hands of uh, what the Ukrainian thief, also known as the Minister of Defense, said about uh, our our policy of spending a trillion dollars to our phony companies so that they create jobs. That that That's all part of your plan, too. And the funny thing is, are you even aware that Pakistan is bombing Iran? The violence is expanding far beyond the war in Gaza. Pakistan has launched strikes inside Iran after Iran attacked targets in Pakistan. In the meantime, the U.S. says it hit more missile sites of Iran-backed rebels inside Yemen. Chris Livesay is in northern Israel with more on that part of the story. Chris, good morning to you. Good morning, Gail. In the last 10 days in this area alone, we've tracked more than 30 rocket salvos coming from just the other side of this hill. Pakistan bombing Iran. I mean, thank you. Come again. Exactly. Robert Oak Park. Yes, yes, Sean. Great show. Hey, I was talking of this. uh, What is happening? I can barely hear him. Oh, we lost him. Oh, damn. 
312-642-5600. When I get back, we'll talk about foreign policy skullduggery. We'll talk about the turmoil that the Joe Biden administration causes on our shores and abroad. That will be after this last break. If you want to grab a line, 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Now, one of the first acts by the dimwitted diapers, the traitor and thief, the only president we've ever had, the only politician we've ever had that traces directly to $24 million given by oligarchs around the world. One of the first things he did is give the goat Casanovas, who prefer to be called the Taliban, an entire country. And we ignored the, the, the atrocities among not just women and children, as committed constantly among the Sharia lovers. But what has happened to the quality of life to people who supported America for 20 years as they've disappeared like it was Havana, Cuba. Now, this is how you legitimize them. On the Iran, do you have any reaction to the Taliban calling for peace between the countries? Between Iran and Pakistan, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Look, I'll let I'll let uh, I'll let the Taliban speak for themselves. I'll let other nations uh, that have weighed in here speak uh, for themselves. Uh, you've heard from us. Uh, we're watching this closely. We don't want to see an escalation. We're in touch with. Hey, stupid! Hey, stupid! It's the definition of an escalation. You incompetent, corrupt whore. It's exactly what it is. And as for the Taliban, are you worried about the women? People that are being murdered and mutilated on a daily basis. How's that stoning going? Scumbags. Really, really, truly scumbags. Rich in Indiana. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good, Rich. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually a new listener to your guys' channel. Um, oh. I stumbled upon your channel. They, I used to listen to 890. Um, I still listen to it, but... It seems like every once in a while they like to go to basketball games for some stupid reason. Men in like, tights uh, chasing when... balls. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I just wanted to say I, I love your energy. I love your show. Um, and I'm, I'm going to keep listening to you guys. I like uh, that, what's his name, Officer Tatum, too? Yeah, he's on right um, after me. And catch the morning yeah, show. Yeah. I'm telling you, listen, I used to listen to that station. The reason you know my name is I used to call into a show that was on that station. And then this station signed the, the, the host from the morning show, and I started calling in like you're doing right now, and now I have a show. And by the way, one thing I also learned is some people are in it because they, they, they're just in it for money. Other people are in things because they love them, and that's what Salem is and this station. And I'm going to make sure the next time you listen, you listen one of my shirts on. You hang on the line, Rich. Thank you very much for listening. Frank and Melrose. Hey, Sean. I just hey. want to talk real briefly about Ukraine and this money they're holding up because they want to close the border. Well, I got a simple solution to strangle the Russian over there, Putin. Open up the doggone gas lines. Well, we blew them up. We blew them up. In the midst of global warming, we blew up Nord Stream 1 and 2. But in the meantime, I'm not interested in enriching the money because, you know, Frank, they're stealing no, no, that would no, no, make guys you grew up with blush. Here. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. I don't care and if they get another penny. And as far as gangsters go, I don't, I don't really don't care either. which part of the Soviet Union goes. Because I'm more disgusted no, at Ihor Kolomoisky and Zelensky. I just want to get... 
I just want to get this point across, though. Yeah. I don't care if we give them money. I hope we don't give them money. But if we open up the damn pipelines, Russia won't have any money, and they will choke out, and they won't be able to fight. That's the key. That's what I see. Well, you know what else has happened, Frank, is that um, since we blew up Nord Stream 1 and 2, they've sold tremendous amounts more because we've put sanctions on that don't work. There is nothing that works other than freedom. And the idea that we would be involved in this oligarch war kind of plays into the hands that they had in the beginning. You see, this didn't just happen by happenstance. Listen to the devil's cousin, George Soros. Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, and the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and, and that's Biden. He had a lot more patience than I had in, in trying to convert Poroshenko into a democratic leader. But the opportunity uh, to generate a united Ukraine uh, getting it right is uh, is within your grasp and we want to be your uh, your partner your friend in the project we want to and we're ready to assist we're also asking congress to act promptly uh, to deliver on uh, an aid package including a one billion dollar loan guarantee that can help uh, smooth the path for reform inside of Ukraine uh, and give uh, the Prime Minister and his government the capacity to do what they need to do uh, as they are also. And nobody ever asked, whose loans did we guarantee? Was it the same Ihor Kolomoisky that had to be investigated and arrested? And now we're going to get lectured to by the oligarchs who steal our money. We'll be back in 21 hours to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt it's not a political party. It's an organized mafia. The problem is, from the actions of Mike Johnson, looks like a duopoly. We'll be back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.